This Week in South Baltimore. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. So, Kev, it has been... It has been two months since we've uh, put together a podcast here, so I know we've all had a little bit of a hiatus here. Things have been crazy, and uh, you know, I know there's so much going on around the neighborhood. We got to catch up on. I mean, there's like a ton to catch up on here, Kev. But how you been doing, man? How are things with you? Yeah, hanging in there, doing well. Um, glad to see a lot of our businesses are hanging in there too. So yeah, just uh, I'm doing fine. Hopefully, uh, sounds like vaccines are getting ready to go. So hopefully, the end is near, so we can get back to normal, get our small business community back to normal, get our events industry back. So hopefully. The end is near. It's good to see a lot of businesses are hanging on. I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well as well. Hope all of our audience is hanging in there. And uh, we have a whole lot of business news to uh, catch everybody up on. Awesome. Awesome. You know, you just said uh, you were talking about the vaccinations and hopefully they will be coming soon next year. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But Gabby, you just made me think of a new DJ name for myself. Uh, When we have a vaccination party, DJ Vaccinate. What do you think? I cure you. Yeah. And then I, I, made a thing. I love it. I love All right, it. Cool. And, uh, who, who would have thought that we'd be in an era where nobody can wait to get a needle punctured into their arm? But Seriously. we are there. Yes, we are there. officially like, there. Bring it on. Give me two. I don't care. <laughs> we all went, we went yeah. from a population avoiding the flu shot to people counting down the days. Yeah, right. Well, let's we'll do that. But hey, let's get caught up around the neighborhood. Let's not waste people's time. Let's get into it with some business news. All right, DJ Vaccinate, let's get started. <laughs> yeah, so, so much business news. So, uh, Charles Street continues to see a renaissance during this pandemic as so many storefronts are getting filled. So, one of the newest stores is Elseworlds Emporium, which opens at 921 South Charles Street. This property was a former uh, tag and title type business. This is owned by Jason Petrini. He's a U.S. Army veteran. And he kind of described this as for geek chic enthusiasts. They have different types of G.I. Joe and and different types of characters, hobbyist type items. So uh, it's by appointment only right now. They also have a shop on eBay. So uh, a lot of cool items there at Elseworlds. Uh, Cielo Verde has opened at the American Visionary Art Museum. This is the uh, third floor cafe they have in there. So right now it's just opening as a uh, COVID friendly event space where you can have like some small parties and uh, maybe a small wedding, bar mitzvahs, things like that. So they are now open. They intend to be a cafe uh, once the uh, flow of traffic is back to usual at AVAM. But for right now, they have opened the space as an event space and uh, it's owned by Irina Stein. She has... um, uh, Alma Cocina, which is a Venezuelan restaurant, which is actually relocating right now from Canton to Station North. But uh, that's been a very well celebrated restaurant. I know people are really looking forward to uh, Cielo Verde. It's going to have some uh, Middle Eastern and uh, Spanish and Latin influences. So uh, should be a, a great place. Now you can go there for an event, but hopefully soon you'll be able to go in there as a cafe. Uh, some local guys, Bill Fanshaw, who's from uh, South Baltimore, and then uh, his partners, Nicholas DeSanti and Andrew Jones, they've launched Lightos Vodka, which is a electrolyte enhanced vodka. They've kind of modeled this after some of those drinks you might have after a night of drinking, like uh, Pedialyte or Gatorade, which kind of gives you that boost uh, for whatever you might be feeling. So they've launched this new vodka. They're working out of their homes. They plan on getting a Baltimore distillery at some point, but right now they're distilling the vodka out of Florida. So, uh, so exciting new vodka with some South Baltimore roots, and uh, you'll find it at a, a couple bars in the area and several several liquor stores uh, on the shelves. 
uh, Afters Cafe, which is a uh, local cafe in Federal Hill, which is known for their for their coffees and espressos, as well as frozen yogurt, pastries, uh, Korean-themed steam buns. Uh, they've done a full renovation of that first floor space. It's got new floors, new walls, new counter. Uh, the owner, uh, Andy Han, he's real excited about this new space. They've been there uh, nine years now, so they're, they're excited to, uh, to have a fresh look. So definitely make sure to, to get in there and check it out. Uh, interesting concept here. So a food truck that will be permanently parked at 1302 Key Highway is opening today called On Brazilian Time, uh, one of the very few Brazilian-themed restaurants uh, in the Baltimore area. This is uh, owned by David Braun and Alexandre Silva, who are both from Brazil, and they're bringing the uh, the classic plates from their home country to, to Federal Hill. They're going to be uh, open uh, during the day and evening and, and have uh, discounts for first responders and healthcare workers and au pairs. So definitely uh, check them out. He was a explaining the menu to me and it, it made me realize how unfamiliar I am with uh, Brazilian cuisine, but it all sounded really good. Lots of uh, meat and bean dishes and all kinds of interesting stuff. So uh, today will be your first chance to check them out and a cool little concept. You know, they have the uh, the picnic tables out there and once things return more back to normal, they're going to have like Brazilian bands, play Brazilian soccer games on some TVs out there. So uh, very cool. Uh, another cuisine coming to a an area that's so rich with uh, cuisine from around the world. Uh, quite the story here as Chauffeur's Furniture at 930 South Charles Street, they will be closing uh, next year. They're going to do your typical furniture sale where they're going to liquidate everything. But they've been in Federal Hill for 106 years. This is uh, owned by Hank Chauffeur. And essentially, he's ready to uh, retire from this business. Uh, none of his kids wanted to uh, take on this multi-generational uh, furniture business. But it also creates a very interesting opportunity as their showroom at 930 South Charles Street is 70,000 square feet. They also have a warehouse at 836 Leadenhall Street, which is 80,000 square feet. Uh, that warehouse is also currently the home of Protein Books, and it has the, uh, the warehouse for chauffeurs. So, so Hank, is, uh, he's working with uh, the real estate community, and he, he's looking to develop these properties. He's not sure whether he's going to sell them, whether he's going to partner, whether he's just going to lease them. So he's open to different opportunities. When you think of that huge space that takes up almost an entire block on the 900 block of Charles Street, right in the heart of Federal Home Main Street, some of the ideas that have been talked about that, that Hank has heard is maybe a grocery store, maybe this gets redeveloped into a hotel. Uh, of course, apartments are always uh, a popular use for lots and buildings in Federal Hill. So it really should be interesting to see what happens there. Certainly. If you were to get a hotel or a grocery store in the heart of Federal Hill, that would really change the feel of that block, really bring a lot of people into the neighborhood. So that would certainly be interesting to watch. Then you have that large warehouse uh, on Leadenhall Street, which is in, in Otterbein, right next to Sharp Leadenhall, not too far from the, from the uh, showroom. So we'll, we'll see what transpires there. That's, that's a pretty large building on, on a large lot. So we'll see what the future is there. But uh, two big properties, which will uh, likely get redeveloped. Uh, the wealth of ice cream in Federal Hill continues to grow as Be More Licks is now open. They've opened the uh, second location for owners, Barbara Maloney and Kimberly Proctor at 901 Light Street there in Federal Hill. They bought this building. They added their mural, which uh, is, is a great ice cream mural, just like they have one at their other location in Canton. They are serving 100 different flavors of ice cream. They are a COVID-friendly place like everything these days. They've got a few uh, ordering windows on the side of the building. Uh, 
you know, great place to get some ice cream, get your shot for Instagram on the uh, up against the mural. So uh, I've been to the location in Canton. Very good. So uh, another great option um, for Federal Hill when it comes to ice cream as three other shops have opened uh, in the past few months. So a uh, great, great place for ice cream enthusiasts. Uh, cool story here. Come to Power Plant um, Underground Pizza, which in case people aren't familiar, this is Detroit style pizza, which is very cool. It's kind of like a thick Sicilian style pizza, which has a uh, burnt cheese edges. Uh, maybe you've had the uh, deep, deep dish from Little Caesars, but this is a uh, a much better version of that. Uh, this is by owners Evan Weinstein, who was in the uh, music industry and uh, events business. Uh, he kind of pivoted here a little bit as his industry has been shut down pretty good by COVID. Uh, Patrick Morrow, who's a, a local chef that's been involved in creating so many of the restaurants in Federal Hill and around. So, so they're teaming up. They're going to the former Joe Squared space at Power Plant, and they're going to be bringing those Detroit-style pizzas. And then also, uh, Joe Squared has an old coal-fired oven in there, which is typically used for you know, New York-style pizzas or Neapolitan-style pizzas. So they're going to play around with that oven and likely have a, a second type of option of pizza on their menu. Uh, Nate, I know you've had uh, underground pizza, so I'm sure a lot of people will be excited to have uh, some Detroit-style uh, come yeah here. nice new uh new uh different type of pizza to have exactly yeah yep. and, and obviously if anybody follows me i'm a pizza enthusiast so uh, i'm very excited to uh try this place for the first time uh moving back to federal hill at 924 light street d luxurious pause has opened this is the former baltimore space so this remains a pet shop uh, a dog grooming and cat grooming and, and bunny grooming actually uh a business so you can go in there and uh they got a uh, cool uh, collars and leashes and shampoos and all kinds of things for your pets. Uh, you can go in there and get your animals groomed. They also have a, a boarding service for uh, people that want to, you know, keep their dogs or cats there. Uh, they're starting an obedience school. They're doing doggy daycare. So a really cool business by DeAndre Lewis. He's actually an ex-employee of Baltimore. He's also worked at at PetSmart. So he's uh, he's been in the business for many years, and uh, he's uh, excited to open his own shop. Um, so here's a cool story where we talk about all these small businesses and, uh, obviously South Baltimore loves to talk about small businesses. And another group of guys that love small businesses is, is John Bregel. He's a federal Hill resident. And then his partner, Rocco Campanelli, who currently lives in New York. So they've started a, a new website, new social media account. That's really cool. It's called Baltimore small business stories. And what they're doing is they're doing photo essays of small business owners. And it's really cool. You get to meet about you get to learn about a lot of these business owners. Some of them are immigrants with just pretty wild stories about how they got here. Business owners from different backgrounds. You learn about the risks that some of these business owners have taken. Uh, just so cool just to, just to see portraits of these business owners, learn about their struggles, learn about their successes. Really, really cool thing. If anybody knows of sites like Humans of New York, that was definitely an inspiration for, for John Bregel. Uh, so, so definitely check out that that site. It's very cool. And, um, you know, John is a is a guy who his family had a business in Federal Hill his whole life. He, he grew up in Towson and he he spent a lot of time in New York in the uh, video production industry and got burned out and wanted to come back to, to Baltimore and have a little bit slower pace of life. He, he already produced a pretty cool local documentary about um, the man in Federal Hill who was tattooed completely blue. So that was a pretty cool documentary he did and now he's back at it uh trying to profile more stories of, of small business owners and there's there's quite a few uh federal hill and south baltimore business owners that have been featured already so definitely check out that site it's very cool 
Uh, moving over to Southside Marketplace and uh, Locust Point slash Riverside, uh, Pet Value is closing. So we, we talked about Luxurious Paws opening. Unfortunately, Pet Value is closing. And uh, this, this company is shutting down all of its United States operations. So unfortunately, Pet Value, which I know was well supported here in the neighborhood, uh, they are closing due to corporate issues um, up top. So, uh, so they currently have a closeout sale going on. And uh, as, a, uh, as I once heard a owner of a chain of businesses say, one bad location can take down three good locations. So unfortunately, obviously, Pet Value, the business was having issues. And unfortunately, we're losing the, uh, the Locust Point location. But uh, you, know, you can still get in there for uh, a few more days and, and get some good deals on, on pet supplies. Uh, very interesting use of a, a property here as at 938 Washington Boulevard in Pigtown. This is a lot currently. Uh, a business is coming here called Pigtown Climb. So this is going to be a climbing facility. This is a partnership between the property owners and a group of climbing and neighborhood enthusiasts led by Brianna Horn. So they're going to add a climbing facility. It's going to be a community space. They're going to have cool programs for local kids, uh, for people that want to exercise. So really, this is really in the heart of Pigtown Main Street. It's, it's right near Suspended Brewery. Um, the new Groundwork Kitchen that's opening across the street. You have Milk and Honey Markets. They're really in the heart of a, a business district, a, a growing business district. A business district. You're going to have this cool community space and, and climbing facility. So that's looking like that could be a year, year and a half out as they they fundraise. This will be a nonprofit, but a, a very cool use for that and a, a good chance to you know go get a beer at Suspended then burn it off with a nice climb. So uh, very cool to see that. Uh, moving to Cross Street Market. Crep Crazy has opened. This is a deaf-owned business. It offers sweet and savory crepes. They uh, started in the Austin, Texas area, and now they've come to Federal Hill with the help of some franchise owners. So a cool business. You can get to uh, support uh, deaf workers, uh, a deaf-owned business, and, and get some really good crepes. So that's a, an exciting new concept for Cross Street Market. They have a, a really cool, very light, very warm space they, they've built out there. So definitely check out Crep Crazy. Uh, across the street at 1101 Light Street, Taqueria El Rodeo has opened. This, uh, this space was formerly a couple different Peruvian chicken concepts. And now I'm going to assume it's a very authentic Mexican restaurant. I haven't spent a, a ton of time in Mexico, but I know I have trouble reading the menu. So I, I think that tells you it's probably pretty good. But uh, Taqueria El Rodeo uh, has a location in Hyattsville. They're now on Federal Hill. I stopped by. Really good tacos and burritos. Uh, very good stuff and a uh, great addition to Federal Hill. Uh, another closure, uh, Charm City Run has closed at McHenry Row. Uh, really, while our main streets have done very well during the pandemic, which is amazing, uh, McHenry Row has certainly struggled. This is the sixth business to close at McHenry Row. Um, so un unfortunately, Charm City Run will no longer be there, but they still do have a location in Fells Point. So, uh, so Charm City Run no longer there, but I know the the team at Twenty Eight Walker, which runs McHenry Row, they got a lot of things in the works. They're they're confident they'll get this these spaces filled. You know, you get a lot of more corporate type businesses that have closed there, and we've already kind of talked about some of the issues those are having during this pandemic. But uh, certainly Twenty Eight Walker, they're one of the better retail developers in the city, and I know they'll uh, they'll get. McHenry Road turned around. And then one last bit of business news, Sandtown Furniture Company, which has been based on Belt Street and Riverside for many years. They've been growing. They make these really cool tables and desks and all kinds of furniture made of reclaimed wood, old, old trees, uh, really cool products. So they bought a 32,000 square foot 
historic building on the 1200 block of Wicomico in Carroll Camden. So they're planning to have this big new workshop. It's going to have a really cool showroom. So uh, great for Sandtown Furniture Company. That's owned by a couple local guys, and they are uh, they are expanding. So uh, a business that's growing. And uh, if anybody's trying to buy furniture right now, they know it's kind of a a tough world out there right now, just because everybody's trying to upgrade their homes and kind of make their home life better right now. So certainly a booming time for the furniture industry. Uh, Sandtown said they're having a very good year. A lot of a lot of people want new desks and new tables for homes. So they're growing and they, they'll have some great new digs probably in about six months. Awesome, Kev. Wow. So, you know, as always around the neighborhood, there's always so much action between, uh, you know, businesses opening and uh, thankfully not too many are closing. You did a great job explaining all that and, and informing all of our listeners to, to all those new things. And one thing that really that really sticks out to me is the chauffeurs. And I've been so curious as well is like, what's going to happen with that property? And you said you when you mentioned a hotel, I had, that never even crossed my mind. But man, I mean, if it was some sort of boutique hotel, how mm-hmm. awesome that would be to draw, like you said, draw more people in. And you could imagine, you could picture, you know, Ravens games, right? I mean, that, that hotel would, would bring so much money to the neighborhood. It would sell out in an instant. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just, just be like really cool to, to offer something new. Cause we don't, we don't really have that. You know, we don't have really have any other than the new courtyard by uh, Harris Teeter. We don't really have a lot of uh, hotels down this way in the peninsula. So that would be, yeah. that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, love our neighbors and I love our neighborhood. I want to share our neighborhood with the world. So any way we can bring in more visitors to to shop at our small businesses, I think a hotel, you know, it could be a boutique hotel, but they actually have that big parking lot behind where you could build a big hotel there, you know, with maybe like a five or six story building behind the, the existing building. So certainly you could build a big hotel. That would be a certainly a huge change for, you know, that's the heart of the business district. Or imagine if you got like a, a grocery store or a Target in there or something, that would certainly be a, oh, yeah. a big draw for the area. So something pretty exciting could happen there. So uh, that'll, that'll be fun to, to keep an eye on. Well, what a great way to segue into some real estate news. What do we got going on around the, around the neighborhood for real estate? That is a good segue. So yeah, so this is very exciting, I, I think, is um, so Royal Farms Arena, which is a very old arena downtown, very dated. Certainly, it's had a success in, in booking events, but it really holds Baltimore back from seeing some bigger type events like NCAA tournament basketball, major conference tournaments in college basketball holds them back from really hosting any regular season games, maybe for the Capitals or Wizards or really getting our own professional sports teams in the NHL, NBA. So the Baltimore Development Corporation, which is kind of a quasi-governmental arm of, of, the, of Baltimore City has put out an RFP looking to see who might want to either renovate Royal Farms Arena or tear down the Royal Farms Arena at the existing site and build a new arena. So they've really been hesitant to do this in the past because there was always the fear of if you shut down our arena for some kind of period of time, whether that's six months to a year for renovation, whether that's two to three years for a complete rebuild, you're kind of out of the circuit for a lot of these big events. So, you know, like Disney on ice, I know the circus isn't, I guess, around like it used to be. So all these events, they were monster jam, monster jam. Yeah. How can you, uh, how can you forget about monster jam? So there was really a lot of fear. If we take our arena offline, it might be tough to get back in the circuit to get these events back. But now we're living in this COVID world. There's no arena events going on right now. I guess some places maybe have them, but so essentially this is probably a good time to hit the reset. You know, we've kind of lost a lot of those events right now anyway. Let's see what we can do with this arena. Can we get some kind of new venue that can get us back into the NCAA tournament for basketball? 
get some bigger events, get some better conference tournaments, better sporting events. So uh, very exciting to see what happens there. If you look at Baltimore, we have a first class baseball stadium. We have a first class football stadium, but really that indoor venue has really been lacking and really the opportunities for events that would come with, with a better arena are immense. So we'll see what happens there. It's an RFP. Hopefully there's some good bidders out there and uh, be exciting to see what happens there. Baltimore city is not offering any money for this situation other than the, the existing tax incentives that already exist. Like it's in an opportunity zone. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, but that'll be very exciting to follow. So interesting story here as T row price, which is currently located at 100 East Pratt Street. I would say that's probably the busiest intersection in the city, right at Pratt and Light Street. They will be relocating in the year 2024 to Harbor Point. Harbor, Harbor Point's a big new development in Fells Point on a uh, peninsula there that was once a factory. So that's this development that's been going on. They've built four new buildings there already. So T. Rowe Price has signed a lease. They're going to have two of their own buildings at this new development, totaling 450,000 square feet. And, uh, you know, they're moving from a similar space from a space that's about the same size downtown. So interesting as T. Rowe Price, they're kind of joining, you know, other financial institutions like Morgan Stanley and Leg Mason over at, or Leg Mason is technically in Harbor East, which is right next door. So really, they're moving on to that over to that area where you'll have Leg Mason and Harbor East, you'll have Morgan Stanley and Harbor Point, you'll have T. Rowe Price, but certainly T. Rowe will get more of a, a campus type atmosphere here where the They'll likely be, be able to get their own outdoor spaces. They'll be adjacent to a new park that's getting built there. There's other little pocket parks and plazas in that area. So it, it'll be a change of pace for them. It'll be interesting to see what happens with their existing building at 100 East Pratt Street. They took up about half of that, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. So we'll see uh, see how that building reinvents itself. But that's still four years away. So uh, you'll, you know, you'll see a couple more cranes in the sky coming out of Fells Point. And, uh, but the good thing is... T. Rowe Price is uh, committed to uh, staying in the city. The stock market's doing very well these days. So obviously that that benefits uh, our financial institutions, which have always been a, uh, a good part of the Baltimore economy. So uh, T. Rowe Price is moving, but they're not going far. Here's another really exciting um, proposal for downtown. There's this block that was deemed the super block, which is bounded by Fayette Street, Howard Street, Park Avenue, and Lexington Street on what they would call the west side of downtown. These properties have been vacant for a couple decades, just such a drag on the surrounding properties to have just an entire block of vacant properties. In the middle of downtown, there was a project called the Super Block that was supposed to happen in the mid-2000s going into the early 2010s. That fell apart, never happened. So these properties have just been sitting there vacant. Now there's a new proposal by a group of local and out-of-town investors that want to bring in workforce housing, market rate rental housing, retail, office co-working spaces, artists, live workspaces, an entertainment venue and hotel. So, so really hopeful that this project moves forward. Uh, they, they have now purchased those properties. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that moves full steam because that could really help reinvent that west side of downtown, which has already seen a new Lexington Markets under construction. Obviously, we've seen some theaters redone there, like Everyman and Hippodrome, uh, some apartment projects going there. So that really, this could be a huge catalyst for the west side of downtown. You know, when you have a big project going on, that that leads to momentum on the surrounding block. So, so we'll follow that closely, and hopefully, that moves forward quickly. And then, staying with downtown, um, a group of uh, investors, Kent Burns, Brad Burns, and Dave Gupta, have bought two buildings on Redwood Street, two thirty three East Redwood Street, and two twenty five East Redwood Street. 
And they're going to keep these buildings as office buildings, uh, do some upgrades there, but really make a push to get new retail on the bottom floor of these buildings and really try to create what they're calling as a new main street for downtown. So that, that block of Redwood is, is definitely a lot more intimate than a lot of your downtown blocks as it's a little thinner. It has the Chesapeake Shakespeare theater there. It has, uh, it had a restaurant called Shea Hugo at one point. There's a, uh, a cool diner in one of their buildings called Werner's. So it'd really be cool if they can add some restaurants here and get like a nice, cool, intimate type Main Street for downtown. That could really go a long way. They're excited about all these new apartment buildings they've built downtown. So, uh, so that'll be a fun project to watch as uh, downtown continues to reinvent itself all while having, you know, competition from places like Harbor Point and Harbor East. But, uh, you know, downtown's gone from really a place just to work to now it's really becoming more of a place to live, work and play. So exciting to see the transformation there. Awesome, Kev. So anything else besides, uh, you know, not business news necessarily or real estate, but just uh, any personal stories about uh, some folks around town? Anything going on in that area? Yeah. So in, in right near M&T Bank Stadium, kind of partially in Pigtown, uh, West West Street there is now Mo Gabba Way. Uh, Mo Gabba passed away recently at the age of 14 after many bouts with cancer. He, he had been blind since an early age due to the cancer. Just a beloved figure around Baltimore, Orioles and Ravens, super fan, uh, staple calling into uh, sports talk like 105.7 The Fan, really got a start on the Scott and Jeremy show on 105.7 The Fan. So just a beloved figure around town. You've probably seen the hashtag most strong bumper stickers and maybe seen that around social media. So he was just a, just a huge light for the city of, of Baltimore. NFL Network, ESPN did some really cool stories on, on Mo recently. He he hosted his own radio show uh, right before he passed away. He's a recent middle school graduate. So uh, they have dedicated West West Street there and uh, right near the stadium as, as Mo Gabba Way. They have some some new signs on the poles that have a Ravens logo and an Orioles logo and uh, certainly Mo's name in there. So uh, a great Kemerick, a great honor for uh, somebody that was beloved by so many. So Mo Gabba Way. Uh, Next time you're you're on West West Street near the stadium, uh, this is on the, the Pigtown side. Uh, check out the new signs. Next time you can hopefully go to a game. You can walk down Mo Gabba way to get there. So a uh, very cool way to honor Mo. Um, so Tim Marconi, who was who was murdered in Federal Hill back in 2018, his his family has done a a, a great job uh, fundraising for the Tim Marconi Scholarship Fund, which goes to uh, Fishburn Military School in Virginia, which is the, the, the high school he went to. So they have, uh, unfortunately, they had a, a crab feast they had to cancel, which was a really successful event for them last year. So they've got some really cool new shirts that they're using to, to raise money for this, this scholarship fund. So it says Baltimore, but the letters Tim are, are in bold and they have the uh, kind of the Maryland flag in the background of the letters. So uh, it's a really cool shirts that are, are really Baltimore themed and really honor Tim. And, and raise money for this, this great scholarship fund his family has. Uh, Tim was a resident of Federal Hill. His, his father also lives in the neighborhood. And uh, so uh, really great family and really great cause. So uh, definitely check out those shirts. They are, whether you know t- new Tim or not, it's a really cool shirt. Um, and then also a lot of new murals around the neighborhood. So obviously uh, taking a walk is one of the, the more COVID friendly things you can do these days. So there's some, there's some cool murals and on Key Highway and Federal Hill. Um, there's a new mural near Riverside Park. There's new murals in the Mount Clare neighborhood. There's new murals in Pigtown. Uh, so really a lot of uh, new murals in Poppleton. So really just a lot of cool artwork around the neighborhood you can check out. With uh, uh, We are Baltimore, so everything's very Baltimore themed. So definitely uh, check out our Instagram page and our 
our website to, to, to learn more about that, but definitely some cool artwork you can, you can check out around the neighborhood. Here we are on December 4th. Hard to believe it's already December when 2020 has been 10 years long. And, um, you know, there's already obviously a lot going on this weekend. We're about to, you know, broadcast this show to the world here in a couple hours. So uh, but what's going on around Baltimore this weekend? Yeah, so Pigtown Main Street has their uh, virtual talent show tonight, which is very cool. That'll be tonight at 8 p.m. Make sure to go to the Pigtown Main Street Facebook page to log on to that live. So they got some really cool uh, talented acts that you can watch and an uh, exciting event there for Pigtown Main Street. Uh, the Federal Hill Business Association has their Moonlight Madness tonight from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is a, a COVID-friendly version of their event that they've done for many years. And they're also promoting their shopping stroll tomorrow from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So please, please, please get out there and support our local small businesses. It's certainly the holiday season. Uh, do your best to uh, shop small, shop local when it comes to those uh, Christmas and holiday gifts. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely check out those events this weekend. Cool. That sounds fun. Who knew Pigtown's got talent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It'd be exciting to watch that. We know they've produced a couple Major League Baseball players with Steve Clevenger and Babe Ruth. So uh, very exciting to see some of the other other talents they've had in Pigtown. Speaking of got talent, um, so I want to give a little special plug here, if I can, for uh, those of you around the neighborhood. You probably know, but maybe you're not thinking about it right now during uh, these COVID times. But uh, awesome little place down on Charles Street called Illusions Magic Bar. Uh, you may have seen um, Spencer and his wife, Caroline, you may have seen them, you know, walking around town, you may have seen them at a show. Maybe you've been there, you know, a couple of years ago or something. It's a great. I think it was voted at one point, like best date place in Baltimore. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I know it's an absolutely fantastic show. Yeah. So they usually would do live shows every Friday and Saturday night. And, uh, you know, fantastic. We did that a few years ago ourselves and, you know, had an awesome time. Great bar in there. Then you go back to the back to the show. But unfortunately, you know, those of you that might know Spencer, he's been on uh, America's Got Talent. You know, he's been on the show called, uh, you know, Masters of Illusions and countless other TV shows that are out there. And, you know, he's been all over the world. He's a fantastic magician and uh, illusionist, if you will. And his shows are amazing. And they've actually switched over now to, um, you know, they, they offer virtual magic shows. So, look, they have kids shows as well as adult shows. So he's, you know, uh, putting those on, you know, at various times during the week. And you can go to illusionsmagicbar.com and check it out. So you can buy tickets for, you know, at various nights, whether it's for family and friends or whether it's, you know, for kids and their parents. Really, it's really cool. I can tell you, you know, our kids have seen some of his tricks and it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And they actually do corporate shows as well. If you guys are looking for something different, do like a virtual, those of you on Zoom, you know, in your corporate calls, looking for something fun to do, something unique and different, you know, for your business, you know, think about illusions, a uh, good place there. So anyway, just want to give a plug for them because, you know, that's one of those places you probably don't think about during COVID, you know, so many places have the outdoor dining and, you know, they can do grab and go food, but how do you get magic on the go, right? <laughs> Yeah, and certainly to give another plug to Baltimore Small Business Stories, that, that great new website, uh, Spencer and his wife Caroline have been featured as uh, one of the photo essays on there. You can read a really cool story about how he grew up in the uh, the clown and entertainment industry. So uh, very great story about how they started that business, how, how they're doing, and, and certainly make sure to support them any way you can uh, right now. Uh, we'll be back to normal soon, I hope, but uh, certainly do your best to, uh, to help these businesses as much as you can currently. Awesome. So Kev, uh, as we kind of round out the uh, the show here, um, you had anything yummy to eat around town? Anything new, different? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I got to have a a nice dinner at Sobo Cafe, which was just delicious. We had the mussels, which were fantastic. I got the Korean short rib dish, which was so good. So just a just a great meal out at Sobo Cafe. Uh, checked out Takaria El Rodeo, which I was talking about earlier. Just I got some really good tacos, uh, delicious burrito, just uh, got a Jaritos, which is that they call that the official soda of tacos. 
So really good new spot, uh, great Mexican food. So excited about that. There's always so much good around, so much good food around South Baltimore. And, Absolutely. Um, I hear that. Well, folks, it's uh, time to call it a close here on This Week in South Baltimore. But um, look, Kevin and I have had an awesome time doing this podcast since, uh, when did we start this? Back in June, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so this may be the last one for the year, but uh, if hopefully not. Hopefully we find a time to, to do another one for everybody. But um, if not, we want to wish everyone a happy holidays and stay safe out there, folks. You know, this is a kind of a dark time with COVID upticks and all that stuff going on. We all know about that. You know, just stay safe, ha- healthy out there. And, uh, you know, if we don't catch you sooner, we will definitely catch you on the flip side in 2021, which is going to be an awesome year it's our year it's everybody's year it's your year it's my year it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing year happy holidays everybody this This week in south baltimore Baltimore. brought to you by southbmore.com